Hey guys, welcome back to one more new episode in Salesforce Cast podcast, and this is Teja. And in this episode, we'll be looking at a real-life incident which happened in the life of Mark Benioff. And Mark Benioff is such an individual who doesn't need any sort of introduction. He is the visionary founder and CEO of Salesforce. So we'll be talking about a incident which happened in the real life of Mark Benioff. And let's get started. I'm sure by now you'd have known that on 15th of October, which is a couple of weeks back. a book called trailblazer is published and released and the author and co-author of this book are none other than mark benioff and monica langley we all know who mark benioff is he is the founder and ceo of salesforce whereas monica langley is the executive vice president of global strategic team and the key thing that we need to focus upon here is the title of the book for any book the key thing is going to be the title zeroing down on the right book title uh, wins half of the battle in terms of making a book successful and if you look at the title of this book the title of the book is uh, trailblazer if you are a customer of salesforce or if you are a salesforce developer or if you are a partner of salesforce then there's a good possibility that you would have listened to this term called trailblazer at least a million times that is because let us say you're a salesforce developer and in case if you're interested in building a user story or a functionality or a particular feature the very first thing that you do is you go to something called trailhead.com and uh, trailhead is basically a learning platform which is put together by salesforce and you'll have anything and everything that is related to salesforce here the very first thing that you're going to do is navigate back to trailhead.com you'll make use of the search box there uh, you'll put in few keywords which are related to the feature that you want to build and that is going to get you to a screen where you'll have a whole bunch of links and when you try to carefully follow these links there's a good possibility that these links will direct you towards your end goal of building something or building a feature so on and so forth So if you're a Salesforce developer as mentioned you would have known what trailblazer is or you would have come across this particular term called trailblazer a lot of times that is because you would have used uh, trailhead same is the case with the partner of salesforce if you're a partner of salesforce then if you need any sort of documentation then you'll be making use of trailhead to search for the documentation and you'll come across with a bunch of links and uh, these links are going to be really useful in terms of finding what exactly you need likewise if you are a customer of salesforce and if you want to build couple of business processes without using code but by using the core salesforce declarative platform in that case the very first thing that you're going to do is navigate back to once again trailhead.com search for uh, the exact thing that you would need something like process builder or flows or visual workflows approval process so on and so forth so you'll start off with searching with these keywords and uh, you'll come across bunch of useful links and there's a good possibility that you'll end up building what you exactly need without using code just by using the salesforce declarative platform so if you fall into any of these three categories then there's a good possibility that you would have heard about this term called trailblazer a lot of times now let us also try to understand what exactly is the meaning of trailblazer from salesforce point of view and then we'll try to understand does this title fit the book that is published So I was kind of curious as to understand what is the meaning of uh, Trailblazer from Salesforce point of view. So I navigated back to Salesforce website and I kind of tried finding out the definition that they are trying to project for this keyword called Trailblazer, and I came across one particular section where they were trying to uh, say Trailblazer is nothing but a pioneer, a innovator, a person who is always inclined towards relentless learning or continuous uh, learning. 
and uh, who is going to propel the future of the IT industry, who is also contributing back to the community. So this is the definition that they were trying to give for Trailblazer. Now, if you try to understand this particular part piece by piece, I somehow felt or I got convinced that this is the apt title for this book because if you try to understand the persona of Mark Benioff, Mark Benioff is a pioneer, he is an innovator and he strongly believes that learning is a continuous process and he gives a lot back to the community. So that is when I kind of understood why did they zero down on this particular title and I'm sure there would have been a lot of thought process which went behind uh, zeroing down on this particular title. And if I remember correctly, there was one particular tweet that was tweeted by Benioff asking people to vote for one of the two titles that he posted on Twitter. I'm not sure if it is for zeroing down on the name of the book or cover of the book. But I, as far as my knowledge goes, I think it is for the title of the book. And most of them, they voted for Trailblazer, I believe. So yeah, coming back to our topic, Trailblazer is the apt fit as a title for this book. Okay, so now we kind of understood what exactly is Trailhead. So just to sum it up, Trailhead is a learning platform which is built by Salesforce.com, which is put together by Salesforce.com. And in case if you need anything related to Salesforce or anything related to uh, business, then you can just go ahead and search for it. And there's a good possibility that you'll be shown a lot of links and these links will be really helpful to you. This is what uh, Trailhead is all about. Likewise, Salesforce is also trying to lease this particular piece of technology to few of its customers. And what I mean by that is customers, they have to subscribe for this particular product called Trailhead. And they're trying to lease out this particular technology to let us say a customer XYZ and XYZ subscribes to this particular technology and they will have their own private version of Trailhead. So they will try to put together all the content that they would need in terms of uh, finishing their project or considering all the projects on which they'll be working. So they'll try to curate the content given by salesforce.com but not all the content. They'll only try to curate the content that they would need keeping in mind the project on which they'll be working. and. Uh, it is going to be a, a private platform just for that particular customer and all the onboarding employees can use it to enhance their skill set, learn things a lot more better, so on and so forth. So basically, it is going to be a subset of Trailhead only for the employees of that particular customer. So this is what Trailhead is all about and we also kind of understood what exactly is the meaning of Trailblazer from Salesforce point of view, which is nothing but a pioneer, innovator and a person who is inclined towards relentless and continuous learning and a person who is also trying to give back to the community, so on and so forth. Now, there is one part that we also need to discuss about, though this doesn't fall into the scope of the discussion of today's episode. What I thought was, if we can cover that thing, probably we can complete the whole cycle of Trailhead, Trailblazer and something called Trailmix. So, as mentioned, the third thing or the last thing that I want to talk about as far as uh, this particular Salesforce a learning platform is concerned is Trailmix and what Trailmix is any person can sign up for this uh, Trailhead account and they can try to create a module by collecting pieces of information or Trailheads which are available across the complete platform. Let me give you an example and I think that is going to make a lot of sense here. One question that I frequently get asked is if someone wants to start his Salesforce journey what is going to be the starting point and after that what is the next few concepts that, ha that they have to learn so on and so forth. So what I tried doing is I tried creating an account in Trailhead and then I went ahead and tried creating a Trailmix. This is going to be collection of uh, Trailheads. Um, so 
we are trying to basically put together few things or we are trying to put all the things into a bucket and we are trying to give a name to this module and this is called trail mix now i can share this link with people and if they are interested in uh, starting their journey in salesforce and if they are confused as to what is going to be starting point what has to be done or learn after uh, basics are done and in that case what they can do is they can just follow this trail mix it is basically going to be a module with collection of trail heads this is what trail mix is all about as mentioned it has got nothing to do with the scope of our discussion so once after i came across this particular definition that uh, salesforce is trying to project about trailblazer i somehow felt there cannot be any other better title for this book and uh, yeah that is what i personally felt and uh, personally i have not read the book because i was on vacation for the last two weeks and i would definitely love to read this book as soon as possible i would like to get my hands on to the book and i would like to finish it off i would also like to do a couple of episodes highlighting the key things within this book um yeah let's see now let us go ahead and talk about the actual incident so this incident came to limelight just because this is highlighted within the book and also there is an article which is published on this particular incident now i'm not sure what is the or who's the publisher who wrote an article on this particular incident uh, but i happened to read this article i'm not sure if it is business insider or i'm not sure if it is the verge so i stumbled across this particular article and i even read that article so the event is as mentioned the event is once again mentioned in the book under fourth chapter and i believe the title of the chapter is called trust so in this chapter there is a incident which is highlighted personally by mark benioff and that is mark benioff for various reasons he wanted to acquire twitter and all the key members in his team uh, all the members in the advisory panel all the directors and all the other counterparts they were not okay with this particular decision and they want mark benioff to drop that idea of acquiring twitter so all of this happened back in 2016 and back in 2016 twitter was having some hard time real hard time and for some reason mark felt this would be the right decision for salesforce as well as twitter once again as mentioned all the members of the advisory panel all the directors and all the other key members within his team they were not okay with this this decision and they wanted mark benioff not to call shots on this particular decision so we need to take a couple of minutes here and we need to understand the persona of mark benioff better he is such a person who purely goes by his instincts and he takes decision based on his instincts and he strongly believe that majority of the decisions that he took based on his instincts were successful so for some reason he wanted to acquire twitter and uh, key members within his team they were not okay with this decision and they were requesting mark benioff not to call the shots as far as this particular acquisition is concerned so this was happening back in 2016 and uh, for some reason he felt that uh, this is going to be the right move for salesforce as well as twitter and he is very good when it comes to analyzing the trends and forecasting the situations for some reason maybe his instinct would have told him that it is going to be the right move both for salesforce and twitter and he badly wanted to go for the acquisition but mark benioff being mark benioff once if he takes a decision there is no looking back for him the very next thing that you will find mark benioff doing is he is going to put everything that he has got onto the decision that he took and he'll make sure that the decision that he took is going to be successful you will find him doing the same thing back in 1998 1999 when he was single handedly spearheading the cloud revolution almost everyone his friends and counterparts everyone were telling him that cloud is not going to be the next big thing and they were asking him to drop the idea of uh, cloud computing but single handedly he swam against the tide 
and he was vouching for clown revolution whenever he could so if you look back at the whole incident mark benioff was right and uh, all the key players in it industry they followed the footsteps of salesforce and even they started coming up with their version of cloud computing so yeah the gist is once he decides on a particular thing then there is no looking back he makes sure that at any cost that is taken care of and that is successful so what mark did is he called for a meeting he made sure all the key members within his team were present within that particular meeting he was all uh, charged up he was all geared up he was all prepared for that particular pitch that he is yet to give and finally the time has come he stood from his chair and something happened he misjudged the uh, you know steps sort of a thing that he had to climb and he tipped on it and the next thing what happened was he fell down and the fall was so horrible that his pants tore and his knees were injured he was bleeding had it been the case where we're talking about any other ceo or if any other ceo would have been in that position they would have gracefully exited the meeting because that is such a huge embarrassment they would have gracefully exited the meeting and they would have asked their subordinates to carry on or they would have postponed the meeting but once again mark being mark he stood up and he finished the meeting in his style and then he concluded the meeting now let us try to fast forward the whole incident for a couple of weeks and there was a huge gigantic annual meeting that salesforce conducts and uh, when he tried meeting his key team members in that meeting even then their key team members were very much against this particular decision of mark benioff so that is when he tried doing something which he never did which is he took a step back and he looked at the whole incident from third person point of view and he was all he's basically not a superstitious person but he was trying to uh, look at or focus on the visual clues he was getting from that whole incident of he falling down and that thing so as mentioned he took a step back and he started looking at the whole thing he somehow decided that he should back off from this whole uh, acquisition idea because one side his team members were not okay with this decision and the other side uh, this fall thing happened and for some reason he felt that it is not a coincidence and he also thought some supernatural power is trying to communicate something by that whole incident of uh, he falling down and that stuff so considering everything he thought more than the trust that he has on his instance he somehow felt he should give value to the trust that his key team members have on him and finally he took the call which is abandoning the idea of acquiring twitter and he also met his team members and he apologized which he doesn't do very often he does it very rarely and that is how this incident of mark benioff falling down called off the whole idea of salesforce acquiring twitter had it been the case where salesforce acquired twitter things would have been lot more different for both the companies for some reason mark benioff is always inclined towards this particular company called twitter because back in 2012 if you remember he was aggressively encouraging people to use twitter not just for social networking but then he was encouraging people to to get in touch with companies ask them about their ticket status and that stuff so usually we have dedicated set of tools uh, that people use to take care of ticket management and that stuff so where communication is mostly going to be one on one between the customer and the company but mark benioff was encouraging people to use a platform like twitter to initiate these conversations that way it is going to do good both for the company as well as the customer because companies will strive a lot to make sure that customer support is given at most priority as well as customers will also be realistic and the next thing that i want you to notice is 
whenever salesforce is trying to or one of the executives of salesforce when they try to give a presentation on the initial slide that they'll put up you'll see the name of the executive who is trying to give the demo and right below that you'll see his twitter handle you'll not see their youtube handler you'll not see their facebook profile and other stuff you'll only see their twitter handle so based on these things i somehow feel that right from those days um, benioff was always inclined towards this particular tool called twitter and if you look at chatter um, there are many similarities between how chatter and twitter works or how they are architectured maybe right from 2012 or 2011 he was having this idea of acquiring twitter and maybe he was waiting for the right time we don't know about any of these things but yeah this is how uh, the fall that mark benioff experienced made sure that the whole idea of acquiring twitter got abandoned and i also want to bring something up here which is back in 2012 or 2013 salesforce did a acquisition and that acquisition is acquiring a company called ripple so ripple is basically a feedback management system or platform and uh, ripple was the company which was trying to support or help facebook manage their employees feedback and uh, for some reason salesforce wanted to buy that particular product and not only salesforce there were multiple key players which were interested in buying this particular company called ripple out of which sap was one of the tech giants which wanted to acquire uh, ripple and salesforce was one of it and as mentioned there were multiple other giants but out of all the people who were interested in acquiring this company the list um, narrowed down to two people which is sap and salesforce so what happened was and in fact the reason why i'm trying to talk about another acquisition when we are talking about the acquisition that is related to twitter is by giving this anecdote or by giving this example i want you guys to understand what sort of a person mark benioff is how good is he when it comes to establishing connections making conversations and how good he is when it comes to tackling the emotions so what mark did was he called up for a meeting with daniel who is the ceo of ripple they met in a italian restaurant in san pietro and mark benioff called for huge array of food in that particular food joint and they started talking so they were not talking about any of the stuff that is related to managing their companies or they were talking nothing related to work nothing related to the deal they were only talking about usual stuff and the meeting was over uh, both of them they went back to their places and uh, ripple somehow decided that they should go with salesforce though the dollar value that was quoted by salesforce is less than sap because daniel he felt that ceo of sap never bothered to meet him whereas on the other side of the story we have mark benioff who met him who tried making conversations and, and stuff like that so he somehow felt that ripple as a product is going to be lot more safer if he hands it over to mark benioff or salesforce rather than trying to give it back to sap so that is why he was trying to focus on the future of the product rather than the financial aspect of it and he somehow felt the future of ripple is going to be safer with salesforce than uh, with sap so by this we can understand how good he is when it comes to tackling human emotions maintaining uh, contacts establishing conversations and stuff like that yeah so that's all for this episode this is what i wanted you guys to know about and uh, see you in the next one don't you know don't you know it is getting low it is getting hard hard